Happy New Year and welcome to this week's edition of This Club Is My Club right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and shortly we'll be bringing you reaction from Saturday's league fixture at Ilkeston Town. But before that, it's now time for this week's club news. And we start the news with some dates for your diaries. Firstly, due to last week's announcement that Mask United have resigned from the league, the upcoming home fixture between Mask and FC United has now been postponed. However, the club can now confirm that there will be a replacement fundraising friendly match against Staley Bridge Celtic that will now take place at Broadhurst Park on that Saturday, the 20th of January. Entry will be pay on the gate, £10 for adults, £7 concessions, £2 under 18s. Kickoff will be at 3 p.m. Before this match, the club will be hosting another football match this Sunday at Broadhurst Park as the women's team get back to league matters with a crucial match against York City. Kickoff this Sunday will be at 2 p.m. And finally, for this week's news, on Saturday, FC United travelled to Derbyshire to take on Ilkeston Town. For all the build up now, let's hand over to Ben and Woodso at the new Manor Ground. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the new Manor Ground here in Derbyshire, the home of Ilkeston Town and this afternoon the home of FC United against Ilkeston Town in the Northern Premier League Premier Division. And joining me here for a little pre-match chat live, we normally pre-record it but we ran out of time because we were late getting here, it's Woodzo, hello. Good afternoon yeah, sir, live happy new and all that. Live in Ilson. Hey, hey, he hey what? Um, so, um, got you on just for a little chat Yeah. Um, because it's been a couple of weeks since the Ashton United game on Boxing Day. And I think we had a, a bit of momentum heading into the Radcliffe game. Just a shame it got postponed, really. Yeah. Or is it a shame? I mean, obviously, dear listener, you won't have heard Neil's interview yet because it's not been, he's not had time to edit it. So he's been the podcast, but he did make, just make reference to it's sort of not ideal because you, you get into a run of games and then you, you're into just training or having Christmas festivities. But the refs probably won't do you that harm, I suppose. So. The good thing is, they often say in football, you're as good as your last game. Well, our last game was a great win at Ashton, so, you know. It's interesting what we were talking about, that underbelly. It came into play in our post-match interview at Worksop, where, you know, we conceded a couple of goals, and then we never looked like we were getting back into it. Ashton was a gritty performance, wasn't it? it yes. Was, it was digging deep. And one thing that was noticeable when you watch the highlights back, which are available now on the FC United YouTube channel, is... Just how experienced we look with Bennett, yeah. with Buckley when he was on, with Ennis. Yeah. We looked like we had it under control, even with ten men. Yeah, I mean, I never thought we'd, I never thought we'd lose a game even when they equalised. And it, I can't say that for a lot of games this season, can we? Let's be honest. You know, we're we're doing all right, then we concede, we tend to lose the game or only get a point out of it at best. But we showed the experience. You're absolutely right. I mean, I thought I thought we played really well for most of the game. They have that little spot. I mean, I heard the other manager's interview, and you know, oh, we there was only one team going to win when we scored. No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. We, well, that was the interesting thing because it was a cracking goal. Uh, it was brilliant it goal. Hardy's goal. It, it was really, superb. Yeah, and they did look like they were going to score again. However, they didn't really didn't really us. trouble us that much. No, they didn't. No. That's, and that's, that's what I thought was a bit strange with his comments. And I suppose he is, you know, he's biased. Of course, he is. The old manager. I get that. Um, yeah, it was a good performance. It was a good three points. Taking into the Radcliffe game would have been good, but you know if we'd have lost against Radcliffe, it, 
I suppose. I mean, we, we, we always discuss with people uh, before the Radcliffe game, probably on Boxing Day, what's best over Christmas? Two draws, so you get two points. We're, we're heading for nine. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, we'd won the... Uh, Stafford game. Stafford game. Or do you, do you, if, you, if you win one and lose one, you're a point better than, than staying unbeaten with two draws, aren't you? Mm. you got, so, it's better throwing points on the board. So, to be honest with you, the Ashton win would have bought us... A bit of leeway a for bit Radcliffe. A bit of leeway for Radcliffe. The problem is now, when we play Radcliffe whenever it gets a range, we might not have that leeway because we might need the three points to... Oh, my Lord. Dear me, you'll turn the volume right up there. Um, I've never heard Hey Jude start like that. I've never heard it start like that. It's normally a bit, bit quieter than is that. Is that Hey Jude? It is. Okay. So, it might be that actually, you know, by the time we play Radcliffe, <laughs> three points are, are more vital than, than they were last Saturday, if that makes sense. Yes. It's one of them things, you know, as soon as I saw on the Friday, we've done all we can... Yeah, that, that that line sort of went. And, mm. and to be fair, the club did the right thing and having that pitch inspection. And then when it's the early the early morning, there was no way that game was on. No. So and there's just nowhere now if you could. I know a couple of people suggested moving it to New Year's Day. People have made plans. Well, it's just it's you can't. Day, the play, you have to the players yeah. to not do anything. Then you've got catering that you can't yeah. organise because you've got a Sunday and a Monday in between. Yeah, yeah. Was a Sunday in between. Sorry. Yeah. So it would have been good to have played last week, but but we had the rest, haven't they? But we didn't, and we had a six-point festive week. And when you look at Stafford's results since that Saturday game, they've been they've, on fire. They've been on fire, absolutely. <laughs> so, so, yeah. uh, um, so maybe FC have, have, well, we certainly saw it against Ashton, but maybe we can say that we might have stumbled into a bit of form here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one player who I thought had a great game, we gave Charlie Monroe man of the match against Ashton. Okay, I thought, I thought he, he broke everything up. Paul wanted to give it to Bennett. Yep. I thought McLaughlin had a great game at right back, you know. He didn't yeah. put a foot wrong. He didn't put a foot wrong. Um, but the whole team... Nobody played badly. No. no. The whole team, it, it, it felt like it had come together all of a sudden. Yes. We're into the second half of the season now. Um, because of diaries and dates, we never did a mid-season review. But how optimistic no. are you for the second half of the season? Look, if we can keep this, this squad of players fit, keep them playing at the... the oh yeah, this is the, that's hard to keep them playing at the level that, that, that every week you can't do that. We know that. Not every team does that. There's no reason why we can't go on a run. You know, we're not... Pending what happens with the mask points, you know, I'm assuming we're going to lose three. Uh, the Ilkeston people here seem to think it's already nailed on. They've because they've, they've lost six apparently already. The league table doesn't say that yet, but apparently they've they've lost six already. I, I read somewhere. But, well, I've not read somewhere. Someone told me this that Geisley will, Geisley, be, will oh, be they've third. Been, yeah, absolutely. Because they lost recently to mask. They're, uh, be, so they're the only playoff team who lost to them, exactly, so they're so benefiting. They're b- so, so, you know, there's potentially going to be three points lost there, so that's not going to help us. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, this week Mask uh, announced they've, they've had a couple of financial issues. Uh, they've safeguarded the club for the future, but have decided to resign from the league, mm. which means all those points that have been accrued against them this season no longer apply. They don't apply anymore. Although so. that's not been confirmed It's yet, not been confirmed. That's, that's, that's what we suspect. It's going to happen, yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. So that's not going to help our... our so we've just got to work that, that harder to keep it going. I think the way the players are playing together, like I said, these lads have come in like Bennett and even Woodcock now and Buckley's when he gets fully fit and being suspended today is not going to help because he's got a game where he's not going to get any match sharpness today. Obviously, he's not involved. If they can keep playing like this and, and keep keep going, I think we I think we should we could, we could well be in for a decent second half of the season. Dude, Whether or not dude, the run at the optimism, everyone. Well, yeah, but why not? You know, and that could that could have changed by ten to five today. Of course, he that football. Let's be honest. But we've we've seen it. With, with, with our teams traditionally second half of the season we've had strong runs I mean I think when we won this league we were 15th about Christmas time just before Christmas we ended up winning it so we're not going to win it I'm not saying that 
But if we keep going and applying pressure to the teams above us, there's no reason why we can't make a strike for the playoffs. But at the moment, we've still got one eye. I think we are safe. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we are going to get relegated. But you can get sucked into a battle, which yeah. we, 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 the position we're in, that's the problem. So we need to get away from that. So keep playing as we're doing. I think if we can get three points then, keep and get start the new year, who knows? Well, a big thank you to Woodsell for joining us on this week's thank show. Thank you, Ben. Uh, but let's say the pre-match thoughts now of the FC United manager. Here's Neil Reynolds. Well, Neil, big welcome back and a happy new year to you. Uh, here we are at the new Manor ground. What's your first impressions? Well, firstly, happy new year to you, Ben, and, and everyone listening today. Uh, listen, we got off the coach slightly late, but listen, it's been a good journey. Good journey here. We've turned up. It's a delightful arena. You know, really, really nice and good playing surface. So, you know, looking forward to hopefully building on the, the last couple of results. And obviously, we are, we're all ready after the Ashton game for the Radcliffe match. That was uh, postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. So, um, how did you fill that gap? Well, we, we, we took in games. You know, Brian and myself uh, watched a couple of games over Christmas. We've trained. The lads have trained really well. You know, we haven't had much time off. But it, it is it's frustrating when you haven't got a game straight away. So, to go from Boxing Day to kind of the 6th of January... Uh, it's a big gap and then we all know unfortunately what's happened to Mask so we all have a couple of games in and then we've got another league game uh, cancelled after that so you know it's, it's been a bit stop start but you know it might just help us to get our injured players back like Donoghue today who comes back in hopefully fresh so listen we've trained well we've had a really good Christmas and New Year but you know it's back to business today and that was the, the thing wasn't it I mean the Ashton performance I mean just that last 20 minutes or so I was watching the highlights back and it, it's noticeable that there's plenty of experience in that FC United team now and how handy is that going to be as we head into 2024? Well, I think it's great. You know, Curtis Jones started the game, Charlie Oliver had a rest and, and people might roll their eyes at that. Charlie was carrying a slight injury. Curtis gets injured at half-time. You go put Charlie Oliver on, you just look at his, how good he was second half. You know, he was absolutely superb. So to have three really good centre-halves, Curtis is out injured, he might be a couple of weeks. Jan Palinkas is nearly back to full training. So you talk about that experience in Oliver and, and Lafferty and Jones and, and Palinkas. And then you look in front of that, you've got Munro, who's, you know, 27 now. Griffiths who's out on the bench. Donahue's back today, he's experienced. Buckley's experienced. So, you know, it enables the, the younger lads, the kids, if you will, like your decks and your guys and your Pat Boys and, you know, other players. Dante's to, to be able to be surrounded by that experience and if we're going to do what we want to do this season we need to have a blend of everything yeah. you know and today, today we've got to have a, you know, a bit of everything because Curtis Jones being out Jordan Buckley being out which is height in both boxes but you know Donahue comes back in and, and Max Max will go down the middle so listen we're, we're not we're not like we were early season when we're panicking if Curtis Jones and, and Buckley go out we think we've got a good enough squad to, to be able to handle that but we're playing against an Ilkeston side that have lost the last four, yeah. 17th in the form table, you know, and are going to want to put a performance on for, the, for their own fans and for the management. First fair, a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned, well, you mentioned it and I mentioned it, the underbelly at FC United. If anything, that last 20 minutes taught us that, well, it's, it's got strong all of a sudden, hasn't it? Well, Workshop, Workshop gave us that kind of excuse to challenge that I thought because if you look at the games we game before that we, we showed it in abundance and then you know kind of we go to workshop and, and we do that whole capitulation thing but we had a we had a really good meeting. I know we've said we've had meetings this season but that was a it was a different kind of meeting. It was more about challenging the, the underbelly and lads don't mean to underperform, don't mean to concede, don't mean to capitulate but it's been a bit of transition year with, with players coming in, players going out and, and trying to find that continuity that we've talked about and, and if we found it in the last couple of games you know we'll see today but but we certainly showed our resilience again after after workshop to go into the Stafford game who bearing in mind have done so well since we yeah, beat them absolutely. so it shows how good of a result that was and then going to Ashton who were you know what they were third or fourth now they're eighth 
you know, they've shown that they go to Hyde last week and, and can get a point. So, really, really good win. But now we come to Wilkeston, we got Bradford, you've then got obviously the friendly against Sale Division, and then we play Marine. So, three big league games for us to, to hopefully can we get seven points out of them? That's got to be our target. And it's a lovely 4G pitch here. You've mentioned a, a couple of absentees today. Uh, Jordan Buckley, obviously, suspension's kicked in. So, how do we line up? Well, it's a tough one because we've done a lot of work with our pivot number nine, what we're calling, but we go back to the Gainsborough performance. There's not a lot of changes, really, from the Gainsborough performance because what happened is today is that the back four, Laff and Charlie uh, Oliver will play the, the two, Deck McLaughlin and, and Guy been outstanding, will play the full-back areas. You've got Charlie Ennis and Charlie Munro will play in those two. And then this will be changed slightly. Donahue will come off the left, Bennett will go in the ten. Uh, Dante will play off the right and then young Max will go down the middle so Max will be able to drop in Bennett will go big Donahue and Dante will come in to allow the fullbacks to go out a little bit different when you don't play with a big nine because you don't have as much time for the nine to look after the ball so it'll be a bit more frantic at the top end but we've shown at games where we can do it and hopefully we can come to Wilkerson and do it today Well fingers crossed Neil big thank you for joining us pre-match and all the best this afternoon Brilliant. Cheers Ben Neil Reynolds there speaking to me about an hour or so ago uh, Stato Paul he's with us hello Paul Good afternoon Welcome Happy New Year to you Yes, Happy New Year to everybody. Yes, uh, well, Paul, we've not spoke since Boxing Day. What's your thoughts heading into this game against Ilkeston? Well, it's easy to forget where, where we've been lately in terms of results, but FC have won the last two games. Um, obviously, we've been railroaded into uh, inactivity uh, because of the weather, but um, that's obviously the manager's keen to build on that. Ilston, in, in comparison, the results have tailed off a bit in recent weeks. And um, they're in dire need of a, a, a result today, a good result. Yeah, I mean, I was just speaking to Woodso about the um, the festive form because there was only ourselves, I think Bamba Bridge and maybe Mask, maybe Mask, who were looking at nine points off over the festive week. It was unfortunate the Radcliffe game was postponed, but do you feel that might be a blessing? It, it's very difficult to say. We'll only know on the night, obviously, when we play them. But yes, I, I think that it's not good for the players to get a break uh, sometimes, but when you're on a winning run. But I, I've just got a feeling that when we play Marine and, and uh, Radcliffe, we might have a stronger side uh, in terms of injuries and stuff like that because we've got a, a few players at the moment who are not quite ready, but we'll be in a week or two. Yeah. What did you make of those two results? Because when you look at the Stafford form since the 23rd, that feels like a very good win all of a sudden. And we said that at the time, actually, that we that with the acquisitions Dave Cook had made, that Stafford might click at some point. Little did we know it was going to happen on Boxing Day for them. I, I so that's a good three points. And the Ashton result, considering we were down to ten men as well, is just uh, amazing, really. I think the, the Stafford game, we did play well for half of the game, and then Stafford pushed us back and pushed us very hard. And that was a very vital three points, looking at it um, from a distance. The Ashton game... We had to show a lot of character and fight. Yeah. And that's what we might need this afternoon. Because Ilston on their own pitch is always a challenge. We've been here a few times and we've always had dramatic games here. We've had some dramatic broadcasts as well, of course. I remember well, yes. being in Marv's flat once upon a time, many moons ago. And uh, looking at Marv and going, what a rant. Well, that, <laughs> that very first game we, we played here, when... Um, Danny Williams scored in added time and there was delirium in the car park. I remember it. The scenes were... Margie was... He could have done 100 metres in three seconds that after that game. He was so excited because the playoffs were still on then. Obviously, the week after, we were disappointed with the Bradford result. And then we came here and we had the... Uh, we three-all draw. 
where uh, Dave Carnell had a bit of a nightmare debut. But Tom Greaves scored in the 90th minute to get us a point. And then the last time we were here, which was 10 years ago, Shea Adams absolutely ran as ragged. Yeah. And of course now he's playing for Scotland and he's been in the Premier League. And Ilston then had a, a very young, exciting team and uh, they had great ambitions at that time, but it's not worked out for them. Um, they've moved, um, obviously they've been up and down in, in that time, um, but here we are. They've joined us, a lateral movement uh, from the Southern League Central, joining us here. The setup is fantastic, isn't it? The pitch, and we all know about, I mean, it's Manor Swamp is one of our favourite grounds, this clock tower here. It is, I mean, it's, it's like, this is a proper, what I would say is a proper Northern Premier League ground. Um, it's got good standing areas, it's got good seating, we're in a, in a nice little stand here, elevated position, which is a good thing, it, we don't like ground level obviously, which we have to put up with now and again. Um, the PA is probably a little bit too overexcited. That, but hey, other than that, that hey Jude before was too much. Yeah, too much. Is. But um, yeah, I mean they've got a good setup here, obviously they've rebuilt a bit since the days when we played them 10 years ago, but... Um, yeah, it, it, it promises to be an interesting game uh, because they're, they're, they've had a mixed bag of results, but they've lost the last four, yeah. and that's the critical yeah. figure. Um, what can you tell us stats-wise, other than that stat you've just given us there about today's game, what, what should we be looking well, out for? They've only beaten us once in nine, nine games, and that was the last time we came here, which was quite a landmark game for them. We did beat them in August. Uh, when they came to Broaders, they had a 100% record, three wins out of three. So we put a spoke in that wheel in August. Um, at home this season, they've won five and lost five. So a few teams have found a way of beating them here. So we need to join that pack of five that have already got maximum points from the new manor ground. James Perch, I forgot to mention the captain. Yes. Um, he played in the Premier League and made his debut at Old Trafford for Newcastle and played 65 top flight games for them. Right. So a good pedigree, the captain, James Perch. On that note, let's bring in Swampy, everyone. Hello. Oh, hello. How good are afternoon. you? Yeah, not bad at all. Thank yeah. you. And Thank here you. we are. Scene of the crime. <laughs> it was you know, epic. It was such a good run. To be fair, I, to be fair, I, I did join in, but yeah. not not as. Uh, yeah, you were prodding him. Mark prodded him. I think, like, I think you were egging me on quite a bit. I was. And, and in the background, Marv you was. kept going, "Keep going, keep going." I'm going. <laughs> the strips on the team bus diminished. But anyway, um, <laughs> you're right. I mean, lovely, lovely ground here. Um, I remember though the members and sponsors lounge over there at one stage was where the academy was. That's where they had the academy. Yeah. They were running yeah. from there, weren't they? And obviously their trials and tribulations and uh, left them in a very, very dire situation. But they are back. And um, as I say, the only thing I dislike, and but it's just preference in football me, I don't like 3G pitches. I would much prefer this to be a grass pitch because it was always, I always remember it to be a fantastic pitch anyway. But I know they do a lot of community work here now, don't they? So they need this for the revenue. Speaking of being back, it's now time for the return of Team News. Just for James, that. Beautiful. If you're listening, James, hello. Hope you're well. Happy New Year to you. Yes. Um, but let me give you the team. It's Boys, McLaughlin, Hall, Ennis, Oliver, Lafferty, Donahue, Monroe, Woodcock, Bennett, Gabadon, Paul, obviously Buckley, his suspension kicks in. Um, we've watched it back. I think, I think it's probably right, the two yellow cards against Ashton. Yeah, um, first one I was think, soft. I think, I think the yeah, I think the, they're both soft. The, in fairness. the trouble is, he, the first one was was kind of unnecessary. Yeah. The challenge. Yeah. The second one just ran away from him. Gave the it? referee a choice to make a decision. Is what was what was worse was the Bennett issue, where Bennett was fouled 
and Renault got in trouble for it. Yes. That was the real contentious moment. Yes. But uh, isn't Buckley one of those kind of players who attracts the referee's attention quite often, wherever, wherever he's been? He seems to be that kind of player. Doesn't do anything particularly badly, but the referees, I think, seem to single him out a little bit. Yeah, there was, there's, there's been an element of that, I think, recently. I think, uh, they don't like strong forwards, do they? Referees. It happened with Jake Charles, just having their arms yeah. around them. If you're a big man, you get seen more. Yeah. Got, they don't. They don't like tall, tall players for some reason, and they don't like you know guys that are prepared to like an old traditional centre forward, as you say, backing into the player. Because the thing is, the referee all he can see is what the centre forward's doing, but behind him, yeah. defenders are grappling, pulling them all over the place, and uh, you've got to be. As I said before, you've got to be strong. You've, you've got to be as cunning as the likes of Tom Greaves. Yeah. You know, he was a, a master at holding the shirt with the player and getting that free kick. Back to the defence, uh, Oliver and Lafferty, no Jones today, uh, he's still carrying a knock. McLaughlin and Hall will be the full-backs. What about Michael Donoghue makes the return, Paul? Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's going to have a, like, a, a wide position, I think, this afternoon. Uh, it's, it's a rather complex front line, we could say, this afternoon, without Buckley. Yes, uh, Woodcock, Bennett and Gabidon, and we reckon Donoghue as well. Uh, Ennis also starts... Uh, as does Charlie Monroe. I mean, Ennis has been brilliant, hasn't he, Paul? Well, yeah, I, I, I did mention this a few weeks ago, that our winning record with Ennis in the side is quite remarkable this season. When he doesn't play, we don't tend to win. And just the closing thought before we hand over to Swamper, Bennett, his hold-up play, he's a spearhead of a counter-attacker or two, isn't he, Paul, as well? He's got that capability. Yeah, I mean, he, he basically won us at that game at Ashton on his own, didn't he, with that winning goal. That was all his own work. But this is SCLI, brought to you by ConstructedCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army. Ilson, Ilston, Ilkeston, Town against FC United of Manchester in the Northern Premier League, Premier Division. And it's now time to hand over to your expert commentary team of Stato Paul. And a big welcome back to Swampe. Well, thank you very much, you Ben. Robins aren't bobbins anymore. Well, uh, says me and all the supporters. There's an opportunity any first time. Shot comes in, it's a decent ball and uh, there's a comfortable save for uh, Pat Boyd. Straight to he has to palm it over, but uh, a decent effort. Well, that ball is kept in play according to the assistant referee. The ball comes across, there's a free opportunity for a shot here, but FC United now defending eventually. Shot still comes in. Oh, and there's that man again, Jamie Walker, and that was a decent effort there. FC United's goalkeeper, uh, Boys, was scurrying across. Ennis goes up and tries to win the second ball. He does, does really well there. The tenacity there was superb. That was a great it was an opportunity. Oh, and Gabadon just pulled his hamstring. Oh. He was through there on goal. He was about to beat everybody, and he's just that's held up, and that's a, that's, a, that's a hamstring injury. That's his afternoon and probably two more weeks gone. Yeah, that's... Double blow, isn't it? Because he was destined to have a chance on goal. Oh, there. That, that was... There was a, it was an awkward header, and it went the opposite way, and Gabadon capitalised upon that and ran across, and as he's running across, he's just pulled up, unfortunately, and uh, let's hope it's not as serious as it looks. FC having to defend and chase, and the ball whipped down the left-hand side. Is it going to be kept in play? It is by the number seven. Opportunity now, Brandy on the ball to the byline he goes towards the back post it's a great ball and it's a perfect opportunity for the opening goal of the game the ball came across and Tom Curzon there well he's got to bury that hasn't he and he's headed it across goal as Ennis now is an opportunity can he get a shot away yes he can oh that was a lot of pace in that and the goalkeeper did well I mean it was that there was that much pace in that shot the goalkeeper fell over and that was a rifle effort and FC's first free kick to FC United in a dangerous position 
but he whips it towards the back post. It's a good ball as well. Headed cross goal, and it's a good save for the goalkeeper. He got down to his right hand side, Matthew Yates there, and it was a good header there. And Charlie Oliver, corner ball FC. Thompson on the ball, back to the halfway line. There's whipped to this near touch line, but uh, up goes uh, Declan McLaughlin, who can't get it in the number three. Now chips the ball into it's a decent ball, comes across. Everybody, there's a real opportunity here now. Great defensive save initially by FC, but the first ball comes in again. Oh, and it skims the top of the crossbar. And out for a goal kick to FC United of Manchester, but uh, now FC just need to uh, get the ball. Here comes FC United now. Can they get the shot away? One, two. Ball comes in. Oh, and uh, well, Charlie Munro there did everything well. Went past one, went past two, opened his body, and he hits it high and wide. It's an opportunity down this near touchline. It's a number four. It's the penalty area. It's a great ball. This will be opening goal. It is the opening goal. And uh, it was. Uh, Conor Dixon, who has said the only the only player really showing good quality class here this afternoon, and uh, well, 17 minutes into this second half, and uh, undone by the pace down this near touchline. Oh, oh and FC United about to finish and lose the game because an absolutely woeful, 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 woeful back pass, and uh, well, that really was poor Lafferty there, just. Uh, just didn't kick the ball, did he? It's an unfortunate one because it's out of nothing. 15 minutes to go and find themselves 2-0 down. And uh, you've got to you feel, you feel for him there, haven't you, Paul? Yeah, it was just one of those moments. And uh, unfortunately, when you're one down away from home, you suddenly become two down with an error and it doesn't look like there's any way back now. So that's it. Game over. And uh, FC United find themselves uh, on the end of a 2-0 defeat here at Ilson. And uh, you've got to say, the reality of it is that uh, if you don't test a goalkeeper, if you don't uh, win your battles in the midfield, you're not going to win a game of football. And that's what it seemed to be today for me, Paul. It was a, a game where we, uh, we just didn't compete uh, in the necessary parts of the ground. And a game where we just didn't look like we were going to score once Gabadon had gone off. I think FC were perfect opposition for a team that has lost four in a row. We didn't threaten them enough. There was a moment in that, um, it's exactly when Gabadon went off. We played a through ball and Gabadon was through and then he pulled his hamstring. Since that substitution towards half-time, um, FC United, the final third, no one knew where they were playing, I don't think. It looked like... It was disjointed, It was very it? disjointed, yeah, because Bennett was playing up front at times and dropping deep. Woodcock was playing on the left and playing up front. Donahue was playing on the left and the right. And it was just all a bit muddled heading into half-time. And Ilkeston just came out the dress. In fairness, FC came out the dressing room and had the better of the opening chances in the, in the second half. But then Ilkeston just... Yeah, I mean, certainly from uh, the first-half perspective... Uh, One shot on target. Well, they, they would have been told you know, when the substitution was made, where to go and what to do. If they're not following instruction, then there's very little you can do. Because what we saw is, once they were given that instruction in the second half, they came out and FC United Played well in the first were very, very good. And I, I mean, Paul did make the comment that he thought Ilson was still in the dressing room. But FC United took advantage of that. But they took advantage of that with actually creating any real clear-cut chances. And if you're, gonna, if you're not going to create your chances, 
then you're not going to win games of football. And I mean, just going back to the chances created, Paul, was it, is it just that Charlie Ennis attempt in the first half, or do we have a couple more? That we, we, we had three on target, but that was the only real save yes. of, the, of the game that their keeper had to make. I think the other opportunities, there was a header at the back post, I think from a, a free kick or something. Yes. But other than that, there was nothing really to threaten them. But saying that, FC... We've been the architects of this defeat today with the, with the defending for the two goals because Ilkeston haven't really challenged Pat Boys all too often. I mean, Boys has made a couple of saves, a couple of saves that he could have done a bit better with if the troop had known, they were comfortable. But generally, Ilkeston, they've had two chances that were given to them. They, they cut a ball into the box where we all went static yes. on the ball in and allowed a free shot and then there was the back pass. And so, that's it. So you can say that's... We've not been opened up many times in the 90 minutes. No, that, that, but, that, that's, that's... I mean, put it this way, if I was doing the non-league paper report tomorrow, it's, t- it's a two-star game, isn't it? It's not really been thrilling. I mean, I think uh, Neil would say, from our perspective, if he was to... That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a zero rating. And Ilson, probably a three for Ilson. Um, that's only because of the second half. The first half, they weren't really in it. But it was, it was, it was a one-star game first half. It really was. And uh, as you say, gifting, gifting goals uh, is is unforgivable when you at the other end you can't really put any pressure on. How much of that is to do with Paul? The the change we've had to make, plus we're missing Buckler. I mean, we even when Gabidon was on, we didn't look like we were going to score or challenge that much. We, we were a bit blunt. I think the manager before the game was saying that. He thought we could ride the absences of players. I think we didn't what's know. happened in those 90 minutes shows that we can't. The squad isn't strong enough to deal with the lack of, say, a Buckley. We haven't got a plan B without Buckley, it seems to me. Well, I, that I, works. I, I, think, I, I think, in all fairness, I do, I do believe that Gabadon would have scored. It, yeah, if he didn't pull his hamstring. It was, yeah. And that's 1-0. The game's completely different. And it all hinges on that. And it's whether how 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 you how then you deal with it uh, from there, and unfortunately we didn't deal with it from there. Uh, so I do think his plan was right. I think we could have eked it out today without Buckley, but then you lose Gabadon, just at a point where you look like he's about to score, and then then you're saying it's difficult to be able to compete. Because um, not just that, you've got Donahue coming back into things. Yes, I, I think. Do we have, for what of a better word? too many similar type players in that team you know that they're, they're, you know you look at your front the front the front people that were playing this afternoon once Gabbard went off well you've got one in Bennett that was playing far far too deep and did come into game and for all the running and there was a little uh, there was running from Woodcock he was being marked out of it by abs- two players absolutely irrelevant for 90 minutes totally irrelevant for 90 minutes no I'm not saying I'm not blaming him but totally irrelevant He's never going to win a header in the air. He's got a bit of pace about him, but the ball's been played not to his strengths and where, he sh- where the ball should be going. And he's had no contribution because basically it's in a game like that, he's not just not been there. So you're playing then now with 10 men. Bennett's playing too deep, running around. And then you've got Luke Griffiths. Then you've got... Monroe. Uh, Monroe. And you've you've got Donoghue. They were good on the ball, but but those three are, are are different in certain ways, but similar in other ways. 
for, for me, for me, you want someone like I. I always believe Griffiths was the man to put in the middle of the park, let him dictate the ball, let him play, and get the likes of Donahue on it even more, and the likes of of Bennett. But it was all a bit too congested. But their midfield, as I say, they had, they had three midfield players that really. Well, their number four is the man of the match. Got up, Dixon, yeah. yeah. And I thought I thought he was the best player. I, I could see it in about the first time. He said he looked like a a player, a ball player, but also he had the tenacity, he had that quality to move the ball and also run at players. And and, and I think they're at home. Four games uh, beaten. They just wanted a little bit more thought today. Just a little bit more. Not a great deal. I, I think there's fine margins between the two teams. I don't think there's a great gulf between the two players in any way, shape or form. But as I say, you when you're working, A, on small budgets and you're losing players of quality and, you, and then you lose a player of quality in a game, it's very hard to come back from that. But we'll come, I mean, we'll come back from that. I mean, hard game next week against Bradford Park Avenue. But Well, we're going to hear from Neil Reynolds now. So over to Swampet. Neil, thanks very much for joining us. Um, New Year Blues? Yeah, it's hard when you haven't got, and it's easy for me to say this, it's hard when you haven't got Jay Fitzmartin and you haven't got Jan Palinkas. But then going through, you've got no Jordan Buckley, Curtis Jones, and you lose probably one of the best players in the league in Dante Gavin, and after 20 minutes that he should score, he threw 1v1, and you really are depleted. And you're looking around and you then go for that experienced side. You know, you've, you've ripped it out completely, and that's where our, our depth is really struggling. But, you know, we didn't come out second half as well as we should have done. We then give a sloppy goal away second, you know, when, when the left has had a good game. But then we've done a bit with the ball without really threatening the top of the pitch. And I think that's where you lose your Buckley, your Fitz, your Dantes, your Bennett's and so on. Some might say uh, that uh, a team who've not won in four, uh, FC, have had a pretty decent Christmas, regardless of those players being injured. Regardless of those uh, players not being available today, FC should be coming here and uh, and getting getting results. Should have got a result. Don't know if you should have won. We didn't do enough to win the game, but I think that we the first goal that we've conceded is is poor from our defensive shape. The second one's a calamity, isn't it? But it's it's it happens, and you can blame Lafferty there. But how many people? didn't make a mistake second half because they didn't want to get on the board in key areas and that's the difference you know you you step up and you make a mistake because you're trying to get on the ball or you don't make a mistake because you don't try and get on the ball and I thought you know the tail of the second half was we had one shot target I think maybe you know we didn't get close we didn't occupy the centre halves and I know we've asked Max to do a job that he may be unfamiliar with but he can do it at Gainsborough away we didn't get Bennett into the game and then obviously our, our wide men aren't really wide men today because you're asking Donners and, and Charlie Ennis to, to go and do it yeah, it was a game, uh, certainly from uh, the onset, it seemed a little bit... Uh, both teams didn't really seem to acquit themselves or one become the better team in the first and opening 45 minutes. Uh, the one chance FC get, it looks like Gabadon is going to score from there. Mm. Hamstring, we take it's it. A bad one. Um, it's a tiring, which, like. which is, is a real shame. But then you make the change, mm. bring on Griffiths, and it just seemed that for, for about 15 minutes... Two or three of the players, the, the, the front players, didn't seem to know what, where the role and responsibility was. Now, did you give them instruction down yeah. there to do that? They, they, and if so, why did they actually seem to do what you'd said? So you said? The last, and this isn't against Griff, by the way, but the last three games, four games, we've left them on the bench because we think that the centre midfielders, they're, they're very similar, you know, in terms of Munro and Griff is Munro and Ennis. They're very similar. So that's why we've made the decision. He sat on the bench for the last three and we've been completely different in there. Where we've had we've had a sitter in Charles more legs in Charlie Munro and then a ten in Bennett and then a nat a focal point as a nine. You watch when they came on, and we explicitly said to Munro and Griffiths, don't play on the same line as each other, play off the line, but they're both that type of player and 
you know, we've worked over the course of the season that the, that type of player struggles to play in the same team as each other. But we were, when we looked at our bench, Mikey Davis, which people won't know, pulled his hamstring in the warm up, so we told Lift that he couldn't come on, so we lost our wide left option. But young Bob, you know, big game for him to come on the first half and that change. Big Theo, we've just pulled back from Rami last night. Um, and then obviously Griff, the sub. So we, we were depleted, but we, we, we thought that they'd take it on board, but, but they didn't. And I don't want to say too much. You, you can't keep telling similar players the same instructions if they don't take it on board and they expect to be here. Do you want your number 10 to be on the halfway line for half a game? Mm-hmm. Running around and sometimes looking good, other times thinking, well, I don't want him on the halfway line. I want him further up the pitch. We wanted we wanted the nine to look after the ball and the ten to get off the off the line of the nine. It didn't hold up, so then our ten started roaming around doing something that we didn't ask him to do. We then tried to go over with a Donahue and a, and a ten, and he started doing exactly the same thing. And it and it was it was kind of one of the games where people are you can't knock the the tenacity, you can't knock the enthusiasm. They're trying to get on it, but sometimes you've just got to sit and hold your shape and and be disciplined and wait for the opportunities to arise. And and that. That didn't happen. Uh, that didn't happen. And saying that, at nil-nil at half-time, we, we came in, we, we tweaked one or two things, and you think, right, question the lads, can we go out and win it? And they all said, yeah, you know, absolutely, we can go and win it. But then we, we, we can see the, the poor goal, and then you're up against it. And then you've got to kind of change your shape a little bit. You've got to ask your wide men to go a little bit wider and stretch their play. And then you're thinking, you know, I don't know from up here, it might look different, but I thought if, if Lafferty doesn't make that mistake, they haven't really hurt us in the last 20, 25 minutes. I, I, and we could, have, we could have smashed and grabbed and got some. I think you're dead right. I think, I, again, actually, and that's why I implore all, all football managers or certainly assistants to be up here from a different angle because the game is very different from mm. up here, uh, from what you see down there. Um, lacking in goal attempts, that's going to be very disappointing. Charlie Ennis, uh, first half. Yeah. Ennis, first yeah. half. Anything else? I can't remember. A, a, few, a few positives from our perspective. And you, you tell us, I'll be, I'll be both thought Guy Hall. <laughs> And I thought Declan McLaughlin especially, I thought he was our best player today. He, everything he did seemed to do well. And bringing on a young academy player who didn't look out of sorts no. at all. In fact, I think if we brought him on maybe a bit earlier, uh, and I know it's always a risk to do that, but uh, he looked positive and he looked like he was enjoying it out there, even though we were 2-0 down. So before we get to Bob, I think you're right with your two full-backs. I think when Curtis Jones plays, because the ball plays centre-half, he regularly gives the balls to uh, Declan and Guy and gets us high up the park and he hits that little nine wedge and gets us out and Curtis has that ability to do that today we didn't get our full backs as high as we could we were playing sideward balls and that's not Charlie or Laugh's kind of strength you know and, and sometimes Charlie Oliver was going big in the first half and weren't going to full backs but that's when you take Curtis out of there uh, but I did think they, they carried on they, they showed energy in the wide areas I think they're, they're two very good players but you're reliant on what's next to you you're reliant on what's inside of you as well and you're reliant on a number 10 making your pass for you uh, in terms of Bob, Bob Jammer, Bob, Bob came on, you know, and, and people say it's a gamble. I don't think it's a gamble. I know he comes on at 1 0, but he's given a really good account of himself. And, you know, is he ready yet? Who knows until you throw him on, but he hasn't done anything less than anybody else has done. You know, there's lads out there that have played two, three hundred games at this level, and for half an hour, Bob's probably done more than what they've done. So you've got to give him credit. Well, he was know? nearly our man of the match. Well, I mean, that's, listen, you know, that shows, that shows <laughs> how other players play today. Yeah. But equally, what he showed, and hopefully he can show on a, reg- a regular basis going forward. We we need listen. We need. We've been searching all week for a wide man. You know, we we, we hope that Jay. You know, he's, he's, he gets well soon. But we're looking that it's going to be a long month for Jay. You know, Dante. How long now? Six to eight weeks, and then you got your recovery. It could be the end of the season. So we desperately need two wide men. 
we've seen that kind of a centre forward option when, when Big Joe doesn't play. You know, you're asking Max to do it. I know he can do it, but you miss that foil. You miss your centre half, your leader. You know, the little things, and maybe you come here with your full strength side and you win, but, but still, you had 16 players available and you still expect to come here and get something. Well, I do anyway. Mm. You know, and it, and it used to be as a player, you know, when the chips are down a little bit, I raise my game even more. And that's what you're looking at some senior players doing in there. And I don't think many of them raise the game enough today and, and we let let an average Lucas is I'm not being disrespectful to him I'm not at all I want him to do well and the management team were great but I thought it was an average side but they've, they've got the better of us Yeah I think we would all agree with that to be honest it was an average game uh, two poor goals and not enough attacking prowess from FC United to Manchester but we're going on Next week now, you're disappointed with, with the getting nothing here this afternoon. You prepare now, you're going to be looking at uh, bringing a couple more players in, hopefully, depending upon, obviously, the injury situation that you've got. Or you're going to work with this group and move on for Bradford Park having you next week and hopefully let them bounce back, hopefully, there. Kicking the teeth for us is that Jay Fitz is a contract player, Dante's a contract player, Gordon Buckley's a contract player, who else have we missed there? Gertz Jones. And, and it seems to be happening to us all season that you lose your three or four contract players and you're, you're trying to play jiggery pokery with the budget. And, it, and it is, it's hard, and people won't like to hear that, but it's hard. So the lads we bring in this week are going to have to be favours, hopefully, from league clubs and connecting all money. But that's that's where we are, and, you know. But we're still going to envisage to get something over the line because we need to do. But you have trust in, you have trust in the team that you've got. Of course I mean, they've played yeah. today, you've got, you got trust in those, yeah. you believe in those. 100%. There's not that, I don't, listen, that group, similar, went to Gainsborough and won. You know, groups similar, played against Stafford and won. I know we missed Curtis, but Curtis went off at half-time against Ashton. You know, we missed Big Jord, but went to Ashton and won. So you can't just turn on them, I'm not going to say. But today we haven't done enough, you know, and they've got to look at themselves and Especially the senior players, you need to work out who they are today. You know, we've got players out there that people say they could be as good as anything in the league who haven't delivered for us today. And, and that's that's disappointing, but that doesn't mean they're bad players. It just means that they've had a, an off day. But there's there's been a nucleus in that dressing room, Swampy this season, you know, in Pat, Gersh Jones, Charlie Oliver, Guy Hall, Deck McLaughlin, Luke Griffiths, Charlie Munro, Charlie Ennis, Dante Gavardon. They've been here all season. Mm. And they've played in games that we've that we we haven't performed as well as, and you can't look at exceptional little bits like a Bennett coming in or a Buckley coming in. You've, you've got to go. No, this I've I've signed, and I'm going to step up in every game that we play. You look at the games that we've lost, and you know that nucleus has, has sometimes more than not played. You know, and I know they're doing enough. That doesn't mean they're not good players. You know, but when the chips are down, we get one nil, put one nil down. Which of that group really step up and get the game by the scruff of the neck and go, come on, let's have a go at it. And that's that's what's missing, maybe. And that's a confidence and that's a you know, maybe a, a, a person thing, an individual thing, but but it, it's not something to question the the kind of the motivation to play. Sometimes it just goes past them and they've got to dig deep a little bit deeper to find out what's gonna work for them. Today, some of my bigger players didn't didn't do that and the kind of the smaller players, if you will, the lads have only been around this level of you know, maybe less than a season if they've done they've done well, like your guy Halls and your Deb McLaughlin's and your Bob Jammers. Indeed. Uh, well, listen, we move on to next week. Um, we've got a lot to be ponder and think about over the next few days and then in training. Uh, so, as always, we'd like to thank you for uh, taking your time and being open and honest with us. And uh, we all know today wasn't necessarily acceptable. And we know we'll play a lot better and we'll play a lot worse, probably. But that's football. And at the end of the day, three points or at least a point. Definitely lost today. Yeah, 100%. I mean, so the fans are incredible again and they're all saying at the end of the game, there, you know, big players missing. We are big players missing, but we've got to get away from that. We have got big players missing, but we've also got big players playing. 
Let's mm. get away from that, you yeah, know. Yeah. If Buckley misses Woodcock steps in, if Curtis Jones misses Charlie Oliver steps in, if if Dante Gavinon misses Bob Jammer, you step in. You yeah, step yeah. in and you step up. And and if you don't, you find yourself not being it. And that's any football class I've seen United. That's not a threat, that's that's anywhere. Yeah, but yeah. but we have been on a, a mini good run, you know, three wins out of four before today. So we'll we'll try and stick with the positives. But you know, the myth's gone, on it. We used to be really good on three G and I don't think we've been fantastic no, on three G this season. So and every time I've been back we've done okay, so that's gone as well. Yeah, yeah. So listen, sorry to obviously everybody. We 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 pray and hope for Dante Gabadon, but it's it's a bad one. Just a very quick one. Yeah. Do players enjoy playing on that? Would they prefer to be playing today's game on grass? The players that we've got now probably playing on grass. You know, the players that we had maybe couple of years ago playing on this but yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to, to kind of juggle it what up do you prefer play grass yeah play grass but this game this pitch doesn't lose your games does it no it no, doesn't no. lose your revenue no. and, and that's where seven or eight clubs have gone to and you know i i pray for grass pitches all the time and you know for, for me as a player there's nothing better than going to ashton and really showing you your endeavor and your tenacity and we did that we've come here today on a, on a carpet and we haven't yeah been. yeah so he's, he's trying to find the right balance well listen thanks very much uh, we'll see you next week and uh, give our very best to uh, Ante Govardhan because uh, that looks like it's going to be uh, a long, arduous recovery. Back to you were level with him? He was through, weren't he? Oh, he was I mean, the game would have changed dramatically, yeah. but yeah. it didn't. He went down yeah. and we are where we are. But yeah, that for me, that he would, he would, he would have buried it. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Cheers, guys. Cheers, brother. FC United manager Neil Reynolds there. So next up for the Reds, we'll see FC United travel to West Yorkshire this weekend to take on Bradford Park Avenue. Kick-off on Saturday at the Horsefall Stadium will be at 3pm. And for those of you unable to attend, we will, of course, have full live commentary via the FC Radio website from 2.30pm on Saturday afternoon. Well, that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FC UM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.